Hello, and welcome to Jokestrap, the podcast with Wes Hoffman. Here, Wes will talk about various things, including life as a comedian and his love of sports. Hence the name, Jokestrap. There is no set schedule for this podcast, so if you end up liking an episode and want to hear more, just follow it on SoundCloud or subscribe on iTunes, and we'll see you there. For now, enjoy this episode of Jokestrap. Hey everyone, welcome. It is episode 54. It's Wes Hoffman. This is Jokestrap. Um, I realize it has been a while. <laughs> I say that a lot, don't I? Uh, but this time I actually meant to record a podcast sooner. Um, I surprisingly, or not surprisingly, uh, got feeling like I was ill again. Uh, still feel a little under the weather right now, but I really wanted to get this podcast done this week. So here I am. Uh, it's March 29th. 2019, uh, last weekend, uh, if you may have been there, um, was my first weekend working at the club, Bruce T. Feathers Comedy Club. I'll talk about that later. Um, as some people have asked me, uh, how that experience went. Anyway, um, but yeah, the main thing I wanted to get to on this episode was, uh, Major League Baseball predictions, and we're already a few games into the season for most teams. So, um, I wanted to make sure I got my predictions out of the way now, and people aren't like, hey, wait, you cheated. You predicted this four, four or five games into the season. This doesn't count. You had an edge. <laughs> no, I wrote these predictions actually on March 17th. Uh, if you want verification of that, um, they're actually all written up with more in-depth uh, analysis than what you're going to get from this podcast uh, they're on my blog, on my website, weshoffman.com. So if you want to look up my write-up on baseball predictions, uh, you could do that there. Um, but yeah, with that being said, uh, we are a couple games. We're four games into the season, if you're the Seattle Mariners or Oakland A's. And uh, we are two games into the season for about every other team in the majors. So, so yeah, very excited that baseball season is underway. Uh, so without any delay or whatever, uh, we're going to get into what my predictions are for the 2019 season. Uh, first of all, um, it's very hard to make uh, predictions for about any sport. Um, I think baseball is probably the toughest one because uh, there's more games than any other sport. Uh, 162 games, for those of you that don't know, during the regular season. And... Um, with baseball the last couple of years, there's been a lot of uh, free agents, as I've mentioned in uh, some previous episodes here, that uh, for whatever reason aren't getting signed by teams. So I imagine some of these bigger names like uh, Craig Kimbrell, Dallas Keuchel, and uh, oh, there was another pitcher that was out there that I just read. Uh, I can't remember his name. Bartolo Colon. No, I wouldn't be surprised if Bartolo Colon doesn't get signed, but... Craig Kimbrough and Dallas Keuchel should definitely be on a team any day, I would think. But they'll definitely have an impact on the team they join. But as of the time that I wrote these predictions, they were not on any team. So I couldn't really factor them into the predictions. So uh, it makes it really tough to figure out uh, some of these decisions. Because uh, Kimbrough and Keiko can definitely maybe add five more wins to a club that probably wouldn't have had them. You know? Stuff like that. So anyway... um, here we go. Uh, let's get right into it. This is uh, the predicted order of finishes that I think will happen uh, for each division. Uh, we'll go division by division here. Uh, so we're going to start with 
the American League West. Uh, so in the American League West, I got the Houston Astros finishing in first, uh, which really shouldn't be a surprise. Um, I'd be surprised if uh, anybody is picking anybody but the Houston Astros to finish in first. Um, so, uh, yeah, we'll see. I don't think anybody will make any arguments on me predicting them to be in first. Another another uh, great team uh, they have put together there. They added uh, Michael Brantley to the squad. Uh, that'll definitely help them out. Um, they got Justin Verlander, of course, coming back. Garrett Cole. Uh, so they still have their strong rotation. So I think they're still the team to beat in the American League West. Uh, second place, and I was really hesitant to uh, do this, um, I picked the Oakland A's. Uh, they obviously finished in second place last year. Surprised a lot of teams. Um I don't think they're going to surprise anyone this year. So I think they're going to win less games than last season, but I still think they'll squeak in and get a wild card spot. Um, so yeah, I have them finishing second. Of course, uh, like a few days after I put together this blog, um, first baseman Matt Olson uh, hurt his hand. I had a broken handmate bone. Uh, so he's going to be out for a couple months. So that could change things a little bit, but hopefully they can get through it. Um, so we'll see how that goes. And uh, also uh, their top prospect that I mentioned in my blog, Jesus Lazardo, is also uh, battling an injury since I wrote the blog. So just a few of the things that can happen. I guess I jinxed them by saying they'd make the playoffs. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, third place, I got the Texas Rangers um, finishing in third um, they didn't really do much. They made a lot of small like uh, acquisitions. Um, they did get Estrubal Caprera. Uh, they added Jesse Chavez. Um, it's just going to be weird um, for the Rangers to uh, see a third baseman that's not Adrian Beltre. Um, uh, it's going to be a surefire Hall of Famer. He retired after last season, so um, that's going to be a thing to get used to with the Texas Rangers. And then fourth place, uh, the Los Angeles Angels. Um, and, uh, I think, uh, I don't know, people are expecting a lot out of them, but I just don't see their starting rotation carrying them, um, the way it is built right now with Shohei Otani being, uh, um, pretty much not allowed to pitch for the whole season because he had Tommy John surgery. Uh, they're hoping he can be DH for some of the season soon. Um, and then, uh, Trevor Cahill, uh, being your opening day starter doesn't really speak very highly of your pitching staff. Um, don't get me wrong. I love Trevor Cahill when he was with the A's, uh, but uh, I just don't think he's an opening day pitcher. Uh, he ended up losing to the A's yesterday, 4 to nothing in opening day, uh, by the way. Um, but anyway, and uh, last place, uh, <laughs> and surprisingly the team that I think just started the season off 4-0 now, um, the team that A's played in Japan, uh, the Seattle Mariners. Um, I picked them for last. Uh, even though they've added Jay Bruce and Edwin Encarnacion, um, they've lost a lot of pieces as well, um, or got rid of a lot of pieces, I should say. Edwin Diaz, uh, their all-star closer, being one of them. Uh, they traded Robinson Cano as well. So, I don't know. I just don't. Uh, Felix Hernandez is obviously not the same pitcher he used to be, so I don't have the Mariners finishing very strong so far. 
Um, they're proving me wrong, though. Um, Got to say that. Um, okay, so American League Central. I got the Cleveland Indians uh, finishing first. There's another one that shouldn't really be a surprise to people um, as far as predictions go. Um, they got a strong squad. Uh, they brought back uh, Carlos Santana after he spent a year with the Philadelphia Phillies. And uh, they actually signed uh, another Carlos, uh, Carlos Gonzalez, as a minor league on a minor league deal. Um, so who knows, Carlos Gonzalez might get called up at some point and help out the major league team. Um, uh, the Minnesota Twins uh, are my pick for second place in the Central. Um, they did get Nelson Cruz from the, or not from anybody, but they signed him as a free agent. Um, he was with Seattle last season, but Nelson Cruz signed as a free agent, so he's going to provide Minnesota with some power. Uh, they got Jose Barrios, who was an all-star pitcher, um, so he's looking to have a stronger season. Uh, they also got a rookie manager in Rocco Baldelli. Um, I've always been a fan of Rocco, uh, I think just because of his name, uh, some of the stuff he's been through in his career. Um, if you don't know about that, look it up. Uh, good guy. Uh, so I hope to see the Twins fare pretty well there. Um, third place, I got the Detroit Tigers. Uh, yeah, I just picked him for third. <laughs> I don't know why I just did. That's where I put him. Uh, Miguel Cabrera, uh, is he going to stay healthy? I don't know. Um, he was limited to 38 games last year. Um, a healthy Cabrera could bat like 300. Um, and uh, obviously they would really like it if he could stay healthy for a change. Um, the White Sox were in on trying to get Manny Machado, uh, but they did not. Uh, so that's one of the reasons why I picked him for fourth place. Uh, they did get his uh, brother-in-law, Yonder Alonso. Uh, obviously that's not the same, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I got them in the fourth place, uh, right there. And then, uh, last place in the American League Central, I picked the Kansas City Royals. Uh, they took a big hit during, right before the season started, finding out that Salvador Perez, their all-star catcher, uh, will be out for the season because he himself will need Tommy John surgery. Kind of rare for a catcher, but, uh, that's what he's going to be out with. And, uh... They did sign a free agent, gold glove catcher, and Martin Maldonado to a one-year deal, which is a smart move, uh, but I don't think it'll be enough uh, to get the Royals out of last place. <clears throat> so, on to the American League East. Uh, so, the American League, American League, the American League East, uh, I have first place, Boston Red Sox. Um, again, not something I really want to, uh, say anyone would be surprised by. I mean, they won the World Series last year, so no big surprise, right? Uh, I guess everyone's other pick for first place might be the New York Yankees. I got them, I got them finishing in second place, uh, not too far behind Boston, uh, so, with Boston, they didn't re-sign their closer, who was Craig Kimbrell, who's still on the free agent market. So, that'll be interesting to see how that played out. Um, another question mark is Dustin Pedroia um, and how many games he'll actually play in 2019. Um, he claims he's good to go, um, but we'll see um, if he is ready to come back and be a factor for Boston. Uh, 
It is CC Sabathia's last season for the New York Yankees, so let's see how well he fares before he retires, which he has already said he will do after the year. And uh, I feel like Giancarlo Stanton had a decent season for the Yankees, but it's probably not as big as many people were expecting it would be. Um, so I got them in second place. Uh, the Toronto Blue Jays, I uh, got them at third place right now. Marcus Stroman is the team's uh, number one starter as far as pitching goes. Uh, but if uh, the season doesn't go as they're hoping, um, I could see Stroman getting traded uh, by the trade deadline. Um, I picked the Tampa Bay Rays for fourth. Um, they did have a nice season last year. Um, they tried to, they implemented, they were one of the the first team like to implement this opener strategy, primarily using Sergio Romo as their opener. Uh, now the Tampa Bay Rays don't have Romo, um, and he actually, I thought he played a pretty big role in the team, especially using that strategy. Um, and uh, it's it'll be interesting to see if Cy Young Award winner Blake Snell um, continues his success in 2019. Um, the Orioles, uh, they are going to be bad. Now, they're not going to be as bad as last year, but they're still going to be bad. And Chris Davis uh, has got to be <laughs> turning out to be one of the worst signings ever. Uh, it's just really bad uh, for Baltimore. I don't I don't see much, much good news coming out from the Orioles. Now, Let's go on to the National League West. Uh, in the National League West, I got the Colorado Rockies finishing first. Um, the Los Angeles Dodgers finishing second. Um, let's see. So I, I think the Rockies just have some a talented lineup full of power. Uh, Charlie Blackman, Nolan Arenado, Trevor Story leading the way. Um I think that'll be enough to get him a first place finish. Their pitching's just strong enough uh, to get him there. Uh, I do think they should have tried to keep, keep Adam Ottavino. Uh, he's with the Yankees now. Would have been nice for the Rockies to have been able to keep him, but they weren't able to. Um, the Los Angeles Dodgers uh, may not have a very healthy uh, Clayton Kershaw this season. Um, so. That is yet to be seen. Uh, Walker Bueller seems to be like the real deal, though, in that rotation. And uh, I'm curious as to whether or not Max Muncy can hit as many home runs as he did last year. I had never seen that out of Muncy until last season with the Dodgers. He used to be a, a prospect with the Oakland A's, so I've seen Muncy play a lot. So I'm kind of curious where that all came from right all of a sudden. Um, did he lift weights? Did he do drugs? I don't know. Um, but, uh, I have the Dodgers finishing second in third place. I have the Arizona Diamondbacks, um, <clears throat> another team who might have a trade candidate on their, on their roster and, uh, starter Zach Greinke. Uh, that is if the team doesn't perform up to expectations. Uh, they did add eventually a free agent and Adam Jones to play the outfield, which turned out to be a big signing because Steven Souza. Uh, ended up getting hurt, so now Adam Jones is going to get some more playing time. Uh, but uh, I got Arizona finishing third. And despite their signing 
uh, Manny Machado to a 10-year, $300 million contract. Um, I picked the San Diego Padres to finish fourth. Um, they also added uh, Ian Kinsler, um, which is a good signing for some vet- veteran leadership. Uh, and they do have a good farm system, but I think they still got a while, a couple more years before they really uh, compete in this division. Um, and last place for the National League West, and I'm sorry to any friends that listen to this podcast, uh, but this is just what I think. Um, I think the Giants are going to finish last. Uh, when you have friends who are big Giants fans uh, sending you messages asking you, who are these guys? Um, it says something. Um, and then I had to look at them myself and be like, uh, who are these guys? Even I don't know. Um, they got a couple Rule 5 picks that are on the roster. Um, they did acquire Drew Pomeranz, a left-handed starter who has succeeded in the past, so maybe he could help out. Uh, Johnny Cueto's still on the 60-day injured list, as they call it now. It's no longer called the disabled list. Um and then I just don't know how much longer like they can let Buster Posey play catcher. Um, so I got the Giants finishing last place there. National League Central. All right. So I got the Milwaukee Brewers finishing first. Uh, again, this time they're not going to surprise anyone like they did last year. Uh, but I got them winning a little bit easier this year. Uh, I got the St. Louis Cardinals in second. Um the Cardinals um, obviously don't have the Adam Wainwright of old, uh, but uh, they got another guy named Miles Mikolas who took over the as the ace of the Cardinals, uh, who will look to lead the way. Um, they also signed, or they, I'm sorry, they traded for first baseman Paul Goldschmidt early in the offseason. So they're hoping that trade pays off huge for them. And uh, they also have Andrew Miller in the bullpen. A few things about the Brewers. Of course, they have uh, Josh Hader in the bullpen, which was rarely dominant last year, one of their strongest points. And uh, they got Christian Yelich, who won the MVP last year, who looks to continue to have another good year. Uh, Third place, National League Central. I picked the Cincinnati Reds. I picked them to finish just ahead of the Chicago Cubs in the Central. Um... I know a lot of people won't have the Cubs listed as fourth place, but I think it's one of those years where they just don't live up to the expectations. They've had some good seasons here recently, and I think things just happen to fall out of place for the Cubs this year. Uh, I wouldn't be upset if I was wrong about this, but this is just my prediction. Uh, the Reds picked up some good uh, acquisitions over the offseason. Uh, they got Yasiel Puig and Matt Kemp uh, from the Dodgers. Uh, they picked up Sonny Gray in a trade with the Yankees. Uh, so uh, I think Puig especially should hit pretty well in that uh, Cincinnati Reds ballpark. Uh, so we'll see if the Reds can actually finish in third like I predicted. Uh, the Cubbies, uh, they got John Lester, of course, and Green down the rotation. And uh, Ben Ben Zobrist, utility man, uh, He's in the final year of a four-year contract, and uh, I don't know. I'd be surprised if he plays anymore uh, after this season. Uh, we'll see. Um, and in last place, I uh, picked the Pirates. Um, 
I think this could be the year we see the manager, Clint Hurdle, get fired. Uh, when he was signed on by by the Pirates, he took him on a nice little run, got to them, got them, given them some hope, getting them into the playoffs. Uh, but this is now the second season they're going into without Andrew McCutcheon, the Pirate everyone loved. Um, they do have a good outfield still with Corey Dickerson, Starling Marte, and Gregory Polanco. Uh, but I just don't think there's enough in that Pittsburgh squad to uh, hold their own in the National League Central. Um, the National League East, um, in first place, I got the Atlanta Braves. Uh, they, for some reason, signed uh, Josh Johnson to a one-year $23 million deal. And uh, we'll see if that ends up paying off. Uh, he was coming off an injury. Of course, he's also a former MVP. So that's the kind of player they're hoping to get from him. Um, they have a couple of the more uh, young, exciting players in the majors in Ronald Acuna Jr. and Ozzy Albies. Uh, so I see the Braves finishing on in first there. Um, it may be a surprise prediction to some people. I picked the New York Mets as second. Um, I really like the additions they added to their team. Uh, they got Jed Lowry, um, who is a good, who's, I shouldn't say good, but he's a decent second baseman who can hit. Um, I think he did get injured in the spring, though, so he may be a little while before he starts. Uh, they got Robinson Cano as a, uh, from Seattle, as well as Edwin Diaz. Uh, so they have some nice pickups there. Of course, they have Jacob DeGrom, Noah Syndergaard, uh, in that rotation, so it's a good pitching uh, for the New York Mets, so I think they should fare pretty well, um, but then again, they're also the Mets, so we'll see. At some point, UNS Espedes should also come back for them, which would help them. Uh, the Washington Nationals, of course, don't have Bryce Harper anymore. Um, I do see him finishing above the Philadelphia Phillies, though, which is the team he signed with. Um, Max Scherzer, of course, is still dominant. Um, he struck out 12 guys on opening day yesterday. Uh, so he shows no signs of slowing down. Um, Anthony Rendon is poss possibly one of the most underrated third basemen in all of baseball. Um, so I got the Nationals at third. I picked uh, the Philadelphia Phillies for fourth. I think Reese, Hawks, Reese, Hos Reese Hoskins. Reese Hoskins? I don't know how to pronounce it. Anyway, I think he's going to have the best season on the Phillies. Uh, definitely a better season than Bryce Harper uh, because he'll benefit by batting behind Harper in the lineup. Uh, and like I said, I... Like I said, yeah. Anyway, I just want to say that yesterday on opening day, he hit a grand slam. And so maybe I was on to something there. Uh, but that's just one game. Anyway, uh, yeah. So I got the Phillies there. Uh, Philly's also signed Andrew McCutcheon for some outfield help, uh, but I, I don't think it's going to be enough to get uh, ahead in, in National League East. Uh, the Miami Marlins are the uh, Baltimore Orioles of the National League. Uh, they got one of the worst, uh, I think one of the worst managers in baseball. This may not even be accurate. Let me look this up. Maybe they have a new manager I didn't know about. Do, do, do. I could pause the podcast. No, their their manager is still Don Mattingly. Huh. 
See, I didn't want to believe it, so I Googled it. But no, it is still Don Mattingly. I still think he's one of the worst managers, uh, yet they still have him there. And then uh, their closer is a guy who had five saves in ten opportunities last season, and that's who they're going with as their closer. So I think it's going to be another long year for the the fish in Miami. Uh, So, yeah, those are uh, how I have the divisions uh, finishing out. Um, from first to last place. Uh, here's the wild card game breakdown. I uh, have the A's actually beating the Yankees this time. And then I have the St. Louis Cardinals beating the New York Mets. So then in the division series, I got the Boston Red Sox beating the A's. I know, damn it. <laughs> and then the Cleveland Indians beating the Houston Astros. And then I have the Atlanta Braves beating the Rockies. And the Milwaukee Brewers beating the St. Louis Cardinals. And then in the championship series, I got the um, Cleveland Indians beating the Boston Red Sox. And the Milwaukee Brewers beating the Braves. And then in the World Series, uh, the Cleveland Indians beat the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, these are all long shots. <laughs> I know probably none of these will be right. Uh, but I did see someone else predict uh, Indians Brewers in the World Series. So I felt good about that. Uh, MVP awards, I got uh, Francisco Lindor, who just slightly injured himself the other day as the MVP for uh, American League MVP. Um, I got Paul Goldschmidt, who actually hit three home runs in the game today for the St. Louis Cardinals, so feeling pretty good about that one. I got him for the National League MVP. Uh, American League Cy Young, I got Trevor Bauer uh, from the Cleveland Indians as well. Uh, National League Cy Young, I picked Max Scherzer. Um American League Rookie of the Year I'm not feeling too good about right now because I picked Jesus Lazardo with the Oakland A's, but who knows. Um, National League Rookie of the Year I picked Victor Robles with the Washington Nationals. Um, AL Comeback Player of the Year I picked Troy Tulowitzki with the New York Yankees. Uh, signed a cheap deal with the Yankees. Um, if he puts together a decent season, uh, I could see him winning it. Uh, NL Comeback Player of the Year is Corey Caesar with the Los Angeles Dodgers. Of course, he finished most of last season with, or he, uh, he spent most of last season with an injury. That's when the Dodgers acquired Manny Machado, uh, but now Corey Seager has his job back. Um, AL Manager of the Year picked Alex Cora uh, with the Boston Red Sox, and National League Manager I got Craig Council uh, of the Brewers. So yeah, those are my predictions for the 2019 season. Uh, again, if you want to see the full write-up that I did, you can check out my blog at my website at weshoffman.com. So, yeah, uh, I did go to opening day yesterday in Oakland. Uh, it was a lot of fun. And, uh, and yeah, the A's won, so that was good. But right now, uh, after four games, two in Japan and two in Oakland, the A's are one and three. <laughs> so uh, it's not looking good. No, still early, still early. Uh, so now I guess, uh, we can get into talking about trying to think like other sports. Cause usually I cover the other sports. Oh, let's just say this about hockey. Uh, the San Jose Sharks are looking terrible. Uh, so that's not good. Uh, they've lost the last seven in a row. Uh, they did clinch a, a spot in the playoffs. So I guess there's no real need to worry, except you kind of do worry when you're doing this bad. Right before the end of the season, you kind of want to have some momentum. Uh, but yeah, they haven't looked good. Uh, Pavelski got hurt. 
Um, he should be back by the playoffs for sure, if not sooner. Uh, Eric Carlson's still been out, and they lost another guy, uh, Simic, uh, on defense, and uh, Redeem Simic, and uh, yeah. Uh, I think he was a big, big part of their defense because they haven't won a game since he's been out. Um, so we'll see how the Shark season winds down here. Hopefully they can win some games in the end. They got a tough weekend coming up starting tomorrow uh, with uh, the Golden Knights and the Calgary Flames back-to-back games. So that's not easy by any means. Uh, but it will be a true test for the team. Hopefully they can win at least one of these games this weekend and build up some momentum. Uh, the Warriors are looking all right. Um, there, I, <laughs> I saw that uh, Andre Iguodala said that the season is kind of lulling the team to sleep a little bit, so it sounds like they're just ready for the playoffs to begin. Um, but, but yeah, so so I think they'll be ready. Uh, when the playoffs do start, um, I still don't know if they're going to win the finals. Um, but who does really, right? Uh, so I think that's it as far as covering other sports. Um, so now I guess we could talk about uh, last weekend, uh, what I still remember. <laughs> okay, so, oh, by the way, if you didn't see the show and you want to see a recording of one of my sets from Rooster Tea Feathers, uh, too bad. Uh, um, I did record a couple of them, uh, but I only shared them with a couple people who I knew had valid excuses for not being at the show. So, sorry, tough beans. Uh, anyway, um, Thursday night uh, was the first night. Um, I was all set to uh, be the host for feature Carla Clay and headliner uh, Jamie Lasso. Um was talking with uh, Jamie Lasso before the set uh, or before the show. Really nice guy. Uh, yeah, cool guy. So we were talking up a little bit. Um, and then it's about uh, 7.50 p.m. or so and the show's supposed to start at 8 and I asked, I asked him I wonder where the feature is and, uh, well, I guess I wasn't really asking him. I was telling him, I wonder where the feature is. And he goes, oh, she's not here. And I was like, no. And, uh, so we're like, well, could she be in the green room? And if she was in the green room, that means she had like walked right by us. And we never noticed. Um, and I was like, I never noticed her walk by, uh, went to check back there anyway. And she wasn't there. Um, so then around eight o'clock. It, we started the show late. We probably started like at eight fifteen or something because there was a late group of people coming in getting tickets or whatever, which is fine. Um, but then at eight fifteen, uh, the manager of the night's like, oh, "Okay, are you guys ready?" And I was like, "Where's the feature?" And then she's like, "Wait, she's not here." And I was like, "No." And then uh, she's like, "Oh, I'll go check the green room." And I'm thinking, "Okay, yeah, you do that." I was like, "I know she's not back there, but go ahead." Uh, so she went to check the green room and yeah, she's not there. Um, so anyway, uh, so my first night there, <laughs> the manager's like, well, you were going to do 12, but can you do 20 instead? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, sure. Let's do it. And it's not that I don't have 20 minutes. It's just weird. Cause 
you get your mindset on like a show and you're like, okay, these are the 12 minutes that I'm going to do. And now all of a sudden I have to adjust like last minute into a 20 minute set. So I got to think real quick, like pretty much on my feet, like what jokes do I want to add into my set? Now, what made this even more interesting is that she says to me, okay, do 20 minutes. Unless the feature shows up during your set, then you'll still do only 12. And I'm thinking, how am I going to, like, how how will this even work? Because, one, I'm not going to be able to see whether or not she comes in um, because of the lights in my face. I'm never going to be able to see, uh, like, if she arrived. So that's one. And two, um, there are certain jokes I wanted to be able to tell for sure. Like if I was only given 12 minutes. Uh, but if it was going to be 20, I needed to make sure I placed those jokes correctly and then enter the other jokes that I would only be doing if I was given the 20 minutes. So it was very much like on the, on the spot, like creating the set in my head as I was on stage. Um, I knew what joke I wanted to end with. Uh, I, I think I leaned to doing more of the, the stronger stuff that I was going to do in the 12 minute set towards the beginning, just so I can make sure I got that in, in case my set ended up being only 20 minutes instead of 12 or 12, 12 minutes instead of 20. I mean, and, uh, so yeah, anyway, about halfway through my set, um, a waitress, uh, brings up a glass of water. Uh, and puts it on a table with a note on a napkin. And I have to try to like read this without looking like completely obvious. So I went to pick up the water, read the note, and it says, uh, uh, you know, Carla is still not here. Uh, you're so introduce Jamie. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, now I know I'm doing 20. Um, which was, which is a clever way of uh, relaying the message. Cause yeah, I wouldn't have known if she was there or not. Uh, so anyway, uh, I go on, uh, continue my set. I say, give it up for the bar and wait staff, uh, after I get the water. Cause I, <laughs> it was kind of a weird transition there for a second. Um, but, uh, then I just, and I didn't tell the crowd like, Oh, you're, your feature didn't show up tonight. You know, I wasn't going to say that. So I was just like, Hey guys, I just want to go straight to the headliner tonight. What do you guys think? You know? And then I brought up Jamie after that. Um, and then Jamie came up and crushed it and he did extra time as well. Um, and you know, I figure for everything, for all things considered, it turned out to be a pretty good show. Uh, the bar bar staff was like, Oh, think, or the, I guess the, the staff, I should just say they were all thankful to me. They were like, oh, you saved our ass. Uh, you did a great job. Uh, and Jamie commended me the next day. He's like, I'm really glad you just introduced introduced it the way you did. And so, I, I, you know, I, all things considered, I felt good about that. Um, so then I went on to a Friday show. And then a, a Friday show I recorded. I meant to record Thursday's show, uh, even though it was it was weird. I mean, I I meant to record it, but I had the camera all set up, and then I forgot to play, press record. So anyway, Friday I made sure to press record. Um, so I got that set filmed, thankfully. Um, and 
I have to say, after Thursday's show, the rest of the weekend felt a little easier because I knew I wouldn't be <laughs> doing the 20 minutes again, I guess. Um, I was like, I knew there wouldn't be any more last-minute adjustments, at least, um, or unless Jamie didn't show up for some reason, which would have been insane. I think they would have canceled the show at that point. Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, hope, I'm glad we didn't have to find that out. But, um, I, uh, yeah, so Friday's show, uh, we, we had a good show and, uh, we had a feature that night, but it wasn't Carla again. Uh, it was, a Torio, a Torio Van Glor, uh, <laughs> Torio Van Glor, yeah. He came through and, uh, he, he ended up being the feature for the rest of the weekend and, uh, so I I had heard of Torio before, but never actually officially met him. So Friday was the first time I had met him. So I, here I was working with two comedians I had never worked for for the entire weekend, uh, which was one of my favorite parts about the weekend, I have to say. Uh, I always love uh, working with new comedians, uh, networking, so to speak. Um, so, so that was great. Um, but yeah, Torio did an awesome job uh, as the feature act as well. And then uh, we had a a pretty good turnout for the Friday crowd. Um, then we did the two shows on Saturday, um, March twenty third. Uh, we had a seven o'clock show and a nine thirty show. Um, those were uh, really fun. Probably the two best shows of the weekend, I would say. Uh, the first show was near sellout, so it was the second show. Um, the second show, I think, I was a little more relaxed. Uh, so I think my best set of the weekend was probably the second show Saturday. Um, that may or may not have been because of the beer I had before the second show. I don't know, but uh, the first show uh, was also was also good, uh, good crowd. Uh, I recorded the first one. I didn't record the second one, <laughs> of course, Wes. But uh, yeah. So anyway, uh, uh, two more fun shows, and then. Uh, in the meantime, uh, Torio had texted someone asking if they knew where Carla was because w- apparently the club had never heard from Carla uh, stating where she had gone, uh, why she hadn't shown up or anything, and the club didn't have her actual phone number, only her email address. So anyway, uh, Torio was able to find out through someone else that uh, Carla was in Florida for a funeral and uh, she says that she never got an email back from the owner uh, saying the gig was confirmed. So that's what happened. So Jamie and Torio were like, well, at least no one died. Uh, but then <laughs> Torio, or, yes, but then they're like, well, someone died. It, we're, we're just glad it's not her. And then like yeah they're in florida anyway so that's where people go to die or something like that it was pretty funny the exchange they had uh but anyway so yeah so that's what happened to her we are glad you know nothing bad happened to her um that's too bad that the communication i guess something happened there um but still a lot of fun working with torio over the weekend um and yeah so saturday shows were awesome uh, then Sunday night, uh, we had a seven o'clock show. Uh, I don't know. I felt like the energy from the crowd Sunday night was a little different. I don't know if that's just because, uh, you know, you had to go to work the next day for some of them or, or what it was. They also didn't have the fans on in the club on Sunday night. I noticed, 
Um, they had the fans on every other night. So it seemed a little bit warmer in the venue to me. Um, so I don't know if that was an issue for maybe some of the audience members, like they were just uncomfortable. Um, but yeah, I felt a little different. Um, I still feel like I had a decent set. Uh, one thing I forgot to do on Sunday, uh, is, uh, take up this pail, uh, for a raffle drawing at the end of the show. Um, at the end of the show, they do a raffle with these comment cards, uh, that are filled out through the night by the audience. And then the winner gets the free tickets for, a upcoming show and i forgot to take up the pill uh to the stage at the end of the show on sunday uh, i got up to the mic and i was like oops i forgot the pill and then i was like well you guys probably forgot to fill out the comment cards i was trying to cover it luckily one of the servers ended up bringing the pill up to me so i could collect them so i felt like a, a little bit of an idiot bringing them up but hopefully it's not a big loss um but yeah overall a uh, very fun weekend there. Um, and yeah, I wish I had some upcoming gigs to tell you guys about, but I do not. Um, that's because I do not. Because uh, I haven't really scheduled anything. Well, I've tried to schedule a few things, but I haven't heard back. And also, I'm holding off now because who knows how long I'm going to feel like crap. <laughs> so, uh, hopefully, not much longer. But stay tuned to westhoffman.com. Um, also, you know, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, West Joke. And, uh, yeah, I uh, hope you all are good to each other. And I'll see you next time on Jokestrap. Bye.